0: you want to start a team you want to grow a team you just feel like there's something more that you want out of things oh maybe or maybe not showing up is half the battle but showing up is easier some days than others dailyshowup.com is a podcast a live stream reminding you to show up how to show up and why it's important to keep showing up and now your host Narin persinger What's good? Glad you're here. Derek Persinger, episode 287, Daily Show Up. Here's three pains that I identify when I look at growing a real estate team. Just give a little context of things. First, I'm not against real estate teams in general. However you want to operate those, what I've identified is team leads and lead teams, two different types of things. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast before, but we've talked about it in the Facebook group and maybe I'll get around to doing an episode on it. So you have these different teams that you can set up This depending on your strengths, and that's important. The idea that everyone needs to build a team though, and that's the only way to succeed, and that's the only way to make a good living, and that's the only way to have freedom and flexibility. I'm not buying that. When you look around the real estate industry, if you look at the coaches, if you look at training, if you look at the vendors, almost everything is set up for real estate teams, not just on the structure, but also on the budget. Let's be real here. Like, how many solo real estate agents can afford to spend $1,500 or $2,000 a month on a website platform? You know, that's like a mortgage. You're going to spend that. On a website platform as a solo agent now if you have a team and you have isas and you have admins and you have a marketing director and you have all these moving pieces then sure if you want to start a team go for it i just want you to have permission as a solo agent or if someone who's struggling to make the team work go hey maybe there's another way and here's the reason why you might be struggling if you already are in the team if you're thinking about it just some things to be aware of so three things i have for you number one is the costs I want you to really think hard about the costs. Like, why are you building this team? Is it to really get ahead financially? If so, maybe you need to take a step back and look at what's the bottom line that I'm really trying to achieve here, because sure. Maybe your volume goes up and sure. Maybe your commission earnings go up, but what's the bottom line with more volume comes more people more costs you're gonna have to spend fifteen hundred dollars or so a month on the that website platform you're probably gonna have to go spend five thousand dollars a month on zillow leads to feed your team so all of a sudden you have these costs going up but not just costs you have to look at the risk versus the reward and the thing that the thing that that scares me away from the team is the volatility of it especially in a market like this where there's just less inventory so there's less sales going on are you able to feed the whole team and then you have to start going oh, a admin person because you're on salary i have to let you go i don't have to let go of all of my agents because i don't pay them anything but i have to get rid of this admin and now i have to get rid of this admin person i have to get rid of this salary person over here i have to cut out this contractor and you you just have all these fixed costs and variable costs. All these things show up. And then when the market takes a dip, you go, maybe I need to take a step back. And in, we see this, not just in the real estate team aspect, but because of what we're trying to do. We're trying to compete with the other big boys out there. Look at what Zillow did with their iBuyer program. They laid off a huge chunk of their staff doing that. I think you see the mortgage companies are for sure doing that. Just take a look around at the big companies and when there takes a little dip in the market, what happens to the staff? Because now they have to cut costs somewhere. So as you're building a team, realize you're going to take on huge costs. Do you really want to take that on? Number two is just the overall complexity of building a team. Now for me, I started managing a indoor water park when I was very young, 19 years old, same time that I got into real estate, I got, I realized I didn't want to run the water park. And so I got into real estate shortly after that. But then I started being the managing broker of the real estate offices that I was working at about three years later, 22, 23, I want to say. And then I was a a team leader in a real estate brokerage for a number of years. So the reason I'm telling you this is I've been trained on management and leadership at, for a long period of time. And that's a skill set. That is something that you need to learn to do. And if you're going to run a team, not only do you have to learn the recruiting, the hiring, the interviewing, the onboarding, the training, the coaching of those people, now you have to learn about the management and the leadership side an entirely new skill set that you have to add in to your, your toolbox. And you have to ask yourself, are you willing, ready, able to do that? Do you have the time to do that? How is your business? How are you going to step away from your business to go learn these new skills and let that thing sustain itself? Not just that, but now we have to create all these different systems and processes to get everyone involved. So now, Or because we have this platform over here doing this thing, we have to create the system on who looks at that, who logs into that, who checks that. Now we have this department over here doing this thing. And now we have to bring in an HR department because we have to be compliant with this stuff and we got to get payroll set up. There's just a lot of complexity to a team. And you have to ask yourself, is it really worth that? Am I, is having the complexity worth what I'm trying to achieve? Does this help me achieve my ultimate outcome that I'm aiming for my goal? And then finally, I think a big pain is you, this is connected to all. This is culture of the team matters. And earlier in the podcast, I talked about you have team leads and lead teams, two different types of things that I've identified. And the culture in those is very different. And you have to take a look at based upon your management style, your leadership style. What type of culture are you trying to build? And now you have to find people that match that culture, not just the best skilled, or the ones that you're able to train most effectively, but they have to match the culture. And that's a, a giant challenge in today's world, especially depending on how you're operating if you're not operating inside of an office, if you're doing all this stuff remote from a distance, as a lot of people want to operate today, How do you build a strong culture? And then the thing to look at with that culture is a lot of the times, the reason why people get into real estate is that they're looking for unlimited opportunities. They're looking for unlimited potential. And maybe they join a team because things aren't going quite the way that they wanted and they, they're not sure what to do for lead generation, or they don't have the money to invest, but all of a sudden things are working out for them a little bit. They're closing 12, 15, 20 transactions a year on your team. And they're like, okay, well, this is good. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm making some money. I'm surviving in real estate. But then they look at you as the team leader and they see that you're being celebrated as selling 200 homes a year, that you're getting the MLS awards, that you're getting the recognition at the the brokerage meetings, you're the one going on podcast talking about how you're doing 200 transactions a year. And they, they start doing math. They're like, okay, well, they're doing 200 transactions a year. And our average sales price is 500,000. Like they're calculating in their head how much money you're making. And they're going, wait a minute, I'm giving up this and this for to be on this team. If I would have sold 12 homes, 15 homes a year on my own and kept all the commission, I'd be this far ahead. What I'm doing is I'm making that person not only wealthy, I'm making them famous. And then they start, there starts to become a little resentment. So then they decide to go leave the team and go do something else. And this is why a, a really important thing to understand when you're building a real estate team, usually you get tired of chasing buyers and sellers and working with them. And so you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me find someone else to go do these things for me. But then what you're going to end up doing is you're trading in, chasing the buyers and sellers of now you have to go chase real estate agents and staff. You're going to have to be replacing those. Now, yeah, there's ways that you can retain and things that you can do, but usually you're going to have to be replacing because people are, unless you're amazing with your cultural fit, and you've just locked down systems so hard and you know exactly what you're doing, you're already skilled at this, just accept that the costs might not be worth it. There's gonna be a lot of complexity and you're gonna have to have a, a really clear vision of what your culture is, what it should be, what you want it to be and how you have that and maintain that culture moving forward. And then just realize that you're probably going to be replacing chasing buyers and sellers to replacing agents and staff thanks for showing up but remember showing up is half the battle three things that you can do right now that are more than just showing up number one sign up for my emails darrenpersinger.com slash email number two subscribe to my youtube channel darrenpersinger.com youtube number three join project Retu, coaching for solo real estate agents projectretu.com.